0: Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Toleric Community Church. Good morning, TCC. I am glad to be here. This is coming back home. I, I served here uh, when uh, Tim, Tim Fink was a pastor here in 20, um, 2003. I was a student at seminary then, and, and I, I was invited to come for a summer internship that was my first time coming to California. I fell in love to California that after my graduation, I came back and planted a church in Chowchilla, then did ministry in Modesto, Sacramento, and uh, on Saturday, yesterday, I had, a, I had a wonderful opportunity to meet with those leaders that I worked with when I was here. I, I coming, coming to the Central Valley of uh, uh, the classes of Central California, I was the first Uh, Latino pastor coming to the classes, and um, that was in 2004, so 15 years ago. I was ordained by the classes of Ontario in Canada, where me and my family came from, and moved to California. And, And I spent 10 years, 10 wonderful years of my ministry and my life in California. Uh, we saw a lot of good things going on, and, and I had a blessing to meet with our Latino pastor yesterday, and I'm, I, was, I was surprised that I was the first one who came, and uh, now we have about 10, 12 Latino ministries in the classic of Central California uh, because of the vision of Tulare Community Church, inviting me to come and join in this uh, wonderful community of faith, uh, uh, people who believe in the Lord. So I, God called me to serve as the general secretary for the Reformed Church in America. So I've been doing that for 14 months. So I'm just getting my feet wet trying to understand how things work. And, you know, I, I ask you to continue to pray for the Reformed Church in America. This is, one of the most, this is one of the most challenging times that we're going through as a denomination, but I believe that this is also one of the most exciting times that we're going through right now, I believe that God is up to something amazing in the Reformed Church in America, and I'm glad that God called me to be at the front lines of everything that is going on. and And I ask you to continue to pray. Uh, I've seen uh, good things at work. God has done amazing things uh, throughout, you know, the world. I had the opportunity to visit some of our missionaries in. You know, early this year, I was uh, in Bahrain, in India, in many of those places where where the the Reformed Church in America has a, has an awesome footprint, historical footprints. We have been in, in involving global missions for more than 300 years. Can you believe that? More than 300 years of commitment to global missions, and I was impressed and I was excited to see to see what's going on around the world through the work of the Reformed Church in America. Our missionary has done an amazing work, and in, 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 in you just—for uh, me, it was imp- impressive to see that, uh, to see that. So, so those are really great things that are going on. A, lo- a lot of our churches are engaged in, you know, the vision of transform and transforming, about equipping, you know, making disciples, uh, uh, developing leaders, and engaging local and global missions. So those things are amazing— but also, you know that we're we going, we're we're having some some tough conversations throughout the RCA. So I ask you to, I ask you to continue to pray for wisdom, for wisdom, you know, for me, for the staff, and for, for all of us that are involved in, in, in that process. I ask you to, for your prayers, and and I ask you to, to keep us always uh, in your in your thoughts as we as we continue to to have the, that process. Of, of, of seeing the future of the Reformed Church in America. I believe that God is going to take us to a good place. I, I, I strongly believe that, and, and I'm excited. You know, I, I wouldn't be doing anything else right now in, in my ministry. So I, I love what I do, and, uh, and what I have been doing is casting vision to the church, casting vision to our classes, to our regional you know, synods, to our congregations. And this morning, I had the opportunity to share with you uh, the importance of living in the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I believe that this is, this is a, a good reminder for us as we continue to do the ministry, as we continue to, to proclaim the gospel in our communities. It's, I believe it's a good reminder of the importance of living in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I've been having the opportunity to share, to share this message with several congregations, and this morning I had the opportunity to share this uh, with you. Amen. So let me let me offer a word of prayer before I start. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us this beautiful opportunity to gather in this place, Lord, to worship you. Thank you for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, because uh, the promise is real. The promise that you have uh, given us, Lord, that your Spirit will be guiding us every single day of our lives, Lord, is real. And today, We we thank you. Thank you for that. I pray for this congregation. I pray for TCC, Lord, as they continue to seek, Lord, the next lead pastor. I pray for this church, and I, I ask you, Lord, to provide the right person to come and lead this community of faith in mission, Lord. Thank you, for them, thank you for their, their, their commitment to you, Lord, to the kingdom, their commitment to serve you in this community, and also their commitment to the Reformed Church in America. Thank you for them, Lord, and I bless them. I pray for this uh, wonderful congregation. And today, Lord, we're ready to hear your word. Speak to us, Lord, because your, your people are, are listening. We pray in your name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this morning I, I have one 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 passage, one verse that I want to share with you, and it's coming from the book of Acts, from the book of Acts, chapter one, uh, book of Acts, chapter one, uh, verse eight. And I just wanna I just wanna read one verse uh, this morning. Uh, hear hear the word of the Lord, from Acts chapter one, verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. On you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Um, th- this is uh, for me, you know, trying to, to, to understand this passage. Uh, Jesus is gathered with his disciples. So this is the resurrected Jesus just giving the final instructions to the disciples. Many of the disciples, you know, when, when Jesus went through uh, the crucifixion and died, many of the disciples didn't know how to respond to that. They had no understanding. They had no idea how to, how to respond to that. You know, their leader now has been killed. And now uh, what do we do now? You know, the, 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 the person who was with them for three years, you know the person who prayed with them, who walked with them, who's you know who spent time with them, you know now is gone. What is going to happen? The, many of the disciples didn't understand what was going on. How to respond to that? Uh, so many of them went back to do the same things that they were doing before they were called by Jesus, before they became disciples. But now there is a group of disciples ready, ready to you know they are gathering in a place trying to understand what's going to happen next. And then Jesus comes along to them. And, and these people were gathered in, in one place, about 500 of them. 500 of them were gathered in that place, trying to understand what's going to be life after Jesus. You know, life after Jesus. You know, Jesus was with them for three years. They spend time with them. They pray. They, they, they worship. They, they left everything to follow Jesus. But now, how is life is going to look like? Life after, you know, the physical presence of Jesus. Now Jesus is gone. He's, physic, he's physically, he's not here anymore. What's going to happen? So they, they are gathering a place. And Jesus shows up. Shows up in the middle of that meeting. And start having that conversation with them. You know, start having that conversation with them. And Jesus said, You know, what I want you to do is to be my witnesses. So I have chosen you to share the gospel, to communicate the gospel not only to Jerusalem, you know, the place that you are living, but also to Judea, which is a, a little farther than Jerusalem. And then to Samaria, which is a little farther. And then to the ends of the world. So so the main reason why the disciples were gathered and trained and equipped by Jesus was to be their witnesses, to be the witnesses of Jesus to the world. But now how are they going to do that? So Jesus is no longer with them. The physical presence of Jesus, the physical, you know, the guidance of Jesus is not only, is not presence anymore. But now how are they going to do that? So Jesus shows up. About 500 of these disciples are gathered in a room just trying to understand what's going to be life after Jesus. So Jesus shows up and he said, you know, stay here. Remain here. Don't move. Don't start doing anything else. Stay here because in a few days you will receive power. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. So, so the anointing of the Holy Spirit In our lives, in our communities, in our congregations, in our denomination, is crucial for the work of the kingdom. So we cannot do the ministry that Jesus wants us to do if we don't have the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said, stay here, don't go anywhere. Don't start doing anything because in a few days you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit coming to us. So the Holy Spirit will be, you know, the presence of Jesus with the community, with the disciples, the community of disciples, the family of faith. It is the presence of the Holy Spirit. That we can see, you know, the presence of Jesus is manifested in the life of the church, in the life of, of our communities, through the presence of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus knew that in order for the disciples to be and to do what they were called to do, they needed the presence of the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit. Stay here because you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then, and then you will be my witnesses. So we cannot be the witnesses of Jesus unless we have been anointed by the Holy Spirit. So I am, you know, as in, in my role right now, I'm, I'm asking, I'm praying a lot, say, Lord, give us a new anointing of your spirit in the Reformed Church in America. Give us, Lord, a new anointing of the spirit in, in our communities, in our congregations, in our churches. We need to see a new anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that is my prayer. That is my prayer, you know, and and I've been praying a lot about that because that's the only way that we can see the work of the kingdom being being expanded in many, many, many communities in many of our congregations. So it is interesting to see that these 500 people that were gathered in that place— in Jerusalem, when Jesus shows up and Jesus told them to remain there, it is, it is interesting that many times, and, and here comes, you know, the, our human reality, right? Our human reality. You know, in our humanity, we want things right now. And that's a problem that we have. Can you relate to that? You know, when I think about my own decisions and my own desires, you know, I want things quick. I want things right now. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's very hard for us to wait. Sometimes it's very difficult for us to wait. And then those 500 gathered in that place started to shrink. You know, then you see, you know, started 500 meeting in that place when Jesus, when Jesus told them. And then that number went down to 400, so 100 people said, no, the Holy Spirit is taking too long. I want this now. I want to, I want to get going right now. So the Holy Spirit is taking, taking too long to come. Is the, is the promise of Jesus real? You know, is there a reality in the promise of Jesus that the Holy Spirit is coming? So that number started to shrink down from 500 to 400. And then 300. And then 200 people remained. And then 250 you know and then you know 120 finally were present when the Holy Spirit showed up. So only 120 people were able to wait for the promise of Jesus. Can you believe that? So that's that's about a 20 that's about a 25%. 25%. So 75% of the people that were there initially they left. They just said, you know, the Holy Spirit is taking too long, and the promise of Jesus might not be real. So 25% remain there remain praying and seeking the presence of Jesus seeking the presence of God in that community in in that in that meeting in that in that place and those are the 120 people that were anointed by the holy spirit when the holy spirit came and those were the people that you know they were used by Jesus to proclaim the good news so the holy spirit so the work of the holy spirit for us in the reformed church in america you know we have a a huge emphasis on god and we are great theologians you know when you talk about reformed theology so we talk about god we talk about jesus but when it comes to the holy spirit I, i believe that we need to do a better job in understanding you know the work of the spirit as we continue to do the ministry the ministry of jesus so for Jesus, in the in the book of Acts, not only in the beginning of the book of Acts, but the whole you know you, you read all of the chapters in the book of Acts, you see the work of the Spirit making an amazing you know impact in the life of the church. So the church was able to be the witnesses, the witness of Jesus to the world through the work of the Holy Spirit. So what follows is an amazing story of the work of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. Now, the question is right now: What is happening now? You know, how can we go back to that, to that initial anointment, You know, anoint, uh, uh, you, you know, to, to that initial connection with the Holy Spirit. Why sometimes we have lost that? Why have we lost that? And and, and I believe, you know, that uh, we we have we have paid really little attention, you know, to the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. And we need to go back. And I'm, I'm inviting, you know, the, the Reformed Church in America, I'm inviting all of our congregation to rethink our understanding and to rethink our, you know, our connections with the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm not a charismatic pastor. I'm a Reformed pastor. But also, I believe the importance of the Holy Spirit. I believe that we can only be you know, uh, the, the, the followers of Jesus to the world, and, 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 and we can be, you know, the, 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 the proclaimers, the witnesses of Jesus to the world, only if we are anointed by the, by the Holy Spirit. So how can we see that in, in practical ways? And this is what I'm trying to do in, in, the, in the Reformed Church in America. So I'm going to share with you a couple ways, you know, a pra- couple practical ways to go back to living in the power of the Holy Spirit, because that's what we need right now. We need to start living in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to st- understand one more time, you know, what Jesus said when he said, stay here because you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. But how's that going to, how, how does that look like in practical ways in a daily, you know, in our daily lives? How's that, how's that possible? Possible, so I I have a couple ways, a couple you know ideas that I want to share with you. Uh, And number one, you know, I I just want to uh, share a couple ways. Number one, I I believe that we need to pray more. Amen? Amen. We need to pray more. You know, the first thing I did when I when I became general secretary last year is to cast a vision about you know having someone on staff to be our coordinator for prayer. We need to pray more. We need to go back to, you know, to to, to the Word, and and we need to to get closer to Jesus. So James said, come near to God, and He will come near to you. James chapter 4, verse 8. Come near to God, and He will come near to you. So if we want to be, you know, close to God, if we want God to be close to us, we need to go close to Him. You know, that's, that's how things work. So what I did, I hired a coordinator for prayer mobilization in the Reformed Church in America. We didn't have a position to focus on prayer. So Jim Harrison, he was a missionary in Bahrain. And, uh, and he said, you know, I feel called to, to lead the church, you know, the praying charge for the Reformed Church in America. So, so Jim left the, the mission field. He had been a missionary uh, to Albania and to Bahrain for more than 20 years. He's been 25 years in the mission field, and he joined us. And now he's he's starting to connect, uh, equipping our congregation, our staff, and then our classes and regions. You know, for prayer because prayer is important. You know, we need to come close to God so that he will come and close to us. So this is the first step for us to start living in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to see the gospels again. We need to read the gospels. You know, you see, you read Matthew, John, Mark, and Luke, and you see the life of Jesus. So the life of Jesus was, was a life full of prayer. He was praying every day. He spent hours with with God he knew that in order for him to do the work that he was sent to do to this earth he needed to be close to the father and many times you know his disciples didn't know where 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 was Jesus where is Jesus so Jesus was spending time with the father we need to spend more time with the father we need to learn how to spend more time with God if we want to see, you know, the presence of God in our lives. You know, and this, is a simple, this, is, this is simple, but the reality is that, you know, many times we are too busy. Many times we don't send, you know, we don't separate time to spend time with God. So, so my hope is that we, we will be a praying denomination. We don't need us. We don't have. I, I don't believe that, that the RCA and, and our churches, we don't, we, we don't need a season of prayer. We need to become a praying denomination. We need to become praying congregations. So prayer needs to be important in our lives, in our churches, in our families, in our communities. Because that's the the only way that we can receive the blessings of God. So when Jesus met with his disciples, he said, stay here and pray. Stay here and pray because in a few days you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. So, so, so the, 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 the importance of prayer is crucial for our lives together. And this is what I'm saying, you know, in, in our denomination, in our, in our meetings. We need to spend more time with God. Because when God is not guiding us, something else will guide us. If we are not hearing the voice of God, we will be starting hearing other voices. And those are scary. You know, if we start hearing a different voice that is not the voice of God, we start making the wrong decisions. We start moving in the wrong direction. And we start receiving, you know, the wrong directions from different voices. So we need to get closer to God. So Jesus and and these people were gathered. Jesus said, pray, stay here. Because only when you pray is that you will receive, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the second piece it's about humility. Humility is important. So how do we start living in the power of the Holy Spirit when we start living, you know, our humble lives? We need just just need to go back to the gospel and start seeing the presence of Jesus. Jesus was a humble leader, a humble person. He got in trouble with religious leaders. Why, Why did Jesus get in trouble with... Pharisees and Sadducees and all of those religious leaders because Jesus was against, you know, the pride because they love to sit in special places. They love to have special clothings and the prayers, they were, you know, they like to speak, you know, long prayers, but they didn't have any, full of pride. They didn't have humility. So humility is crucial in our lives together as we continue to follow Jesus. We need to go back again and to learn one more time, you know, the life of Jesus, the life of Jesus. And finally, finally, obedience. Obedience is important. If you see the, the, great, the great commission of Jesus, he sent his disciples, said, Go and make disciples, make disciples of all nations, of all ethnicities. Make disciples of people from many different nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then Jesus says something really important: teaching them to obey all things that I have commanded you, teaching them to obey all things that I have commanded you, and I will be with you to the ends to the ends of the age so so obedience is important when we when we start you know, thinking about how do I start living in the power of the Holy Spirit? How can I, how can I have a renewed connection with God? Well, prayer is important. You know, and, and I'm asking the Reformed Church in America as a denomination, we need to become a praying denomination. We need to come closer to God. Then we need to practice humility. We need to see Jesus one more time. And we need to see how Jesus behaved, how Jesus communicated, how Jesus lived his life, you know, when he was here. And finally, we need to obey scriptures. You know, script, the, you know the, the message of the Bible is, is written for us to obey. Obedience is important. And, you know, in our humane, in humanity, you know, obedience is a big challenge. And, and I remember, you know, when I was growing up, I remember how my parents had a hard time, you know, with me when I was growing up. And now I said, Lord, forgive me. I I connect with my parents. Obedience is important. And sometimes that's a big, that's a big challenge. So obedience, you know, obedience is a key that opens, you know, the gates of heaven for our blessing. So let us, let us continue to pray Let us continue to be humble and grow in our connection with Jesus. And let us always obey his word. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.